Good evening. Nice to know we're not the only ones. Excuse me. We're waiting for a train that doesn't seem to exist. We've been sitting here in this filthy dump since 4.30 this afternoon. According to the timetable, there was supposed to be a train at 6. 6 in the morning, more like. I'm sorry, I don't know anything about that. I was looking for someone who could help me, only I seem to be lost. It's hardly surprising in this godforsaken part of the world. My husband's idea of a holiday. I've almost forgotten what civilization's like. Have you tried the station master? He might be able to help you. Station master? Well, I didn't see any. Uh, I mean, the whole place looked totally deserted. There was certainly one here, wasn't there, right? Excuse me, uh, I don't know if you can help me, but I'm trying to find Bald Pate Manor. <laughs> Guess that isn't the way you pronounce it. Oh, I shouldn't worry. They're all like that around here. Hate the English. It's the first time I've ever been accused of being English. You'll find the Welsh are terribly nationalistic, especially the older ones. I'll remember that. Wear a leak or something to show I'm a friend. Do you think we should take a look? Well, she did look pretty strange when she came in. Excuse me, ma'am. Well, maybe she fainted or something. Uh, I think as you're the lady. I'll tell you, Joanne. Uh, there is this, uh, Old lady came in and uh, we uh, heard the sound of broken glass. We opened the door and then she'd vanished. I think she climbed through the window. If you want to catch the train, you'll have to buy a ticket. Oh, no, no, I don't want to catch the train. Uh, I, I'm looking for a bald pate manor. Never yeah, do it. Uh, well, actually, uh, I guess it's the way I pronounce it. Uh, maybe if I showed you how it's uh, Belt. Uh, here, I have it written down how to get there. It's just being dark and all. I don't... You mean Balpaturmana? That's the one. Baldpate. Nobody lives in Balpaturmana. I know that. No one would want to live in Balpaturmana. Well, I don't know about that. All I know is I need to get there as quickly as possible. You do know where it is. I know where it is. Do you think it would be asking too much if you could direct me there, please? It's a cursed place. Yes, uh, I'm sure it's drenched in evil. <laughs> cursed. Full of things better not spoken of. Uh, yes, I saw the movie. Now, please, uh, I have business there, and I am in a hurry. Will you be traveling by foot? I have a car. Turn left outside the station. Two miles. Turn right at the crossroads. Just go straight on. El Pato Manor will find you in its own good time.
hello and welcome to Flickers from the Cave, episode 208. Here today, all the cave dwellers, I am Julie. I am Marty. I am Mike. And while this was my round, and I wanted to talk to you guys about two horror comedy featuring Vincent Price. He had small but like hilarious roles in them. Um, the first one being uh, House of the Long Shadows from 1983, and the second Bloodbath at the House of Death from 1984. So I, I, I don't know if I would have called um, House of the Long Shadows a comedy. No. Yeah. I don't know that I would yeah. It didn't strike me as really? funny enough to be funny. Really? Because yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah, I mean... It, it's kind of like a dry, like slow burn comedy to me. I think dry and slow are both very accurate. <laughs> That's largely Desi Arnaz Jr.'s fault. But um, actually, I, I mean, I, I, I had, I was not hopeful for this episode, Julie, because that was the first movie I, I watched of this duo. Oh. It, I ended up, yeah. I ended up enjoying it. So don't, don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, that it did not open with a bang. Yeah, I mean. To me, um, you know, it's like Vincent Price really makes it. He has a small role in it, but he's so hilarious and wonderful and captivating. And he, when he's like, I have arrived, you know, it's like 40 minutes yeah, in. I, lo- I, loved, I loved all of the entrances, the way that was oh. all handled, because it became mm-hmm. this sort of like, ooh, and now. it's Such exaggerated humor. Yeah, yeah I... I th- this is going to be an interesting conversation because I'm going to be the outlier. I think or I can tell already. Okay. Well, so let's talk about. So the movie is directed by Pete Walker, who's done a lot of horror. Yeah. Um, it's things I've seen like House of Whipcord and um, Frightmare, and I'm trying to think of no. other things. But anyway, he's did he do Schizo? Maybe. Anyway, dude, dude's done a bunch, and he's got like a a, a stable of actors that he works with and some of them are in this like the old lady that's you think is the maid mm-hmm. she was like the killer in um uh the the whip one house of the whip cord yeah or uh yeah or frightmare excuse me mm-hmm. so anyway there's, there's a lot of familiar faces if you've seen pete walker movies and it's got a sort of tone but man when the movie opens like the first part of the movie when he gets we, we'll we'll talk about the setup but like when they get to the house I've never seen such amateurish, like shitty lighting. Yes, and then and then about yes. and then about halfway into the movie, like it's like the DP showed up mm-hmm. and like said, "No, no, motherfuckers, yeah. let's put that light over here, do this thing," and all, and all of a sudden they're actually shooting with candlelight and stuff, like actually capturing low light stuff that looked great. Well, there were so, so yeah, many. I mean, there's like dust. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. There's dust and spider webs and like no electricity, and he just sets up a typewriter and a candle in a room, and like and it's so he just bright. Finds. It's so yeah. fucking bright in that room with that one candle. All of the mm-hmm. like the thing that got me was if that's the way you're gonna do it, if like you're gonna have candlelight, but like there's gonna clearly be a lot of ambient light, and that's just the look you're going for because mm-hmm. you want it to be visible. Mm-hmm. Do it, but like there were so many shots where they would be going into another part of the house. With a candle, and it would just be—you would see, excuse me—you <laughs> would see their faces mm-hmm. and the candle, and sort of them moving in the dark, and then it would look towards their the POV shot, mm-hmm. and it would be these crazy brightly lit, like yes. there was just like a, a giant <laughs> uh, hot light sitting around the corner. 
yeah. just shining on the wall over there. But it, but it got better. I mean, it was. The, but it was weird that like the first half of the movie was so poorly lit, and then the second half was really like impressively lit. It was just weird. It was like they at some point, like I said, the DP showed up. And he yeah. just said, "No, no, mm-hmm. you're doing it wrong." Um, so I had very low expectations when it started, and everything just sort of looked that way. Um, and you know, Desi Arnaz Jr. not not the most dynamic leading man. No, no, he was no. he was who he was because he was who he was. You know he's what I mean? Like he, not a bad looking dude or whatever, and and he's definitely charming, but he's he's not amiable. A I mean, yeah, but having. Uh, Vincent Price and Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing right. um, and uh, Carradine, yeah, John Carradine. I mean, they were all so hilarious and exaggerated and wonderful. Mm-hmm. John yeah, Carradine but- seemed to be having a huge amount of fun. Yes, because there were so many things where he would like <laughs> kind of go off on Desi Arnaz Jr. and he would leave the room and he would just. Had this big satisfied smile on his well, face. What about Peter Cushing doing the like Elmer Fudd? boys i don't know i don't know <laughs> it's like well, who, who, who gave him that direct oh you know what let's try it like your uh, biggest 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 oh, well and, and then, then he has that like big speech yes but, the, but he's what got so me? charming like you can't yes. not think that dude's awesome because he's in he's kind of scary initially and, mm-hmm. and then and then he immediately like talks to her and he's very sweet hello and, yeah and he's mm-hmm. like talks about well you know i've i've you know people whatever they don't think this thing and i I just want they all have these great entrances mm-hmm. and like a, some crazy backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It was so like it. See, it was such an Agatha Christie kind of thing where they just <laughs> trot out all the yeah the possible suspects. It was like ten little right. Indians or whatever. It was a dark and stormy night. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I the girl that was the right the secretary the secretary. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Very charming. Yeah. Very char- Not going to win any Oscars herself, I don't think. No. 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 But she was fun. The movie was just a fucking fluffy just, nothing. It was such nothing. I love the writer. You know, he has to go to this isolated atmosphere, and he has like 24 hours to write this manuscript, and... Um, you know, she's just trying to like bounce around and talk to him and he's just trying to do everything he can to ignore her and just write. Well, well, let's, let's, so Desi Arnaz plays a writer who's gone to London to meet with his agent. Um, he and his agent are having lunch Mm -hmm. and they're talking about modern novels and how they're so much different than old timey novels like Wuthering Heights. And he kind of complains about them being terrible. And that anybody could write one of those, and he he says I could write something like that in like twenty four hours. I'll be, I'll bet uh-huh. you twenty thousand dollars. So he he says, well, I don't know. And he goes, all I need is a place where I could be alone for twenty four hours, and I'll write you a fucking book. So he goes to Wales. So he goes to Wales to Bold Pape Manor or Yeah. And so he and goes to a place that hasn't been occupied in forty years. Dun, dun, dun. Um, the interesting, <laughs> all the long shots of it, there are clearly those landscape lights that shine up the wall of the house. <laughs> yeah, but they've been there untouched for forty right. years. Those solar um, lights are killer. But that's why he's ignoring her and all the other stuff is because if he focuses on her, he's going to not get his twenty. 
thousand dollar bet because he won't finish mm-hmm. his book. But yeah, he's got a little manual typewriter and a sheaf of papers, and he sits down and just starts clickety clacking. And some sort of sandwich in foil. Yeah, that has <laughs> lettuce and stuff just yeah. hanging out of it. So, guys, <laughs> I did some math. Okay. So I said, what is a good typing speed? And a good typing speed is 40 words a minute. Okay. So I said, well, how many words could a person type in 24 hours? Ooh. Turns out 57,600 words if you're typing 40 words a minute for 24 hours straight. Now, that's without taking a break. So then I said, well, is that enough words to write a novel? And the minimum novel length to actually be considered a novel, even though there are some that people argue about that are shorter, is 50,000 words. So the 57,600 that he could write, theoretically, in 24 hours, would be enough to be considered a novel. Whoa. And then at least also with all of the time that he had took breaks because people were bothering him right. with their entrances. That was eating into his ability to well, like he hit had, that mark. He oh, had to this solve is cool. a mystery. He, exactly. had a real, he had a whole Scooby-Doo episode going on in the house with mm-hmm. him. Well, it turns out he just might have. Well, it might have been <laughs> old man Jenkins. Well, let's... Uh, Wait, let's, but let's, here's... How, how are we going to approach this? Are we going to just spoil the shit out of it? Yeah, it's such a good question. Because it is, I mean, the reveal is... Well, there's a couple of reveals. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm just saying that, and that double reveal is... Interesting. No, there's three. There's three There's three tricks. I thought it was two, but... Okay, so, well, I guess things that you're like, all right, number one, can we just say... And then we'll decide if we... Number one, you're fired, and that's official. (laughs) <laughs> so let, yeah, let's let's just talk about it, and then we can figure out how we want to frame it. So, so what? So the first one is they're not all dead. Well, right. Christopher Lee is the brother. Oh, okay. oh, so that's so true. Was, so that would be the first one Swadwick. where it's like, whoa, Christopher Lee is the brother, and but it was in, none of that was true though. That was all an, a, a, a creation from his agent creating this weird Agatha Christie mystery world to try to terrify the dude and make him like fuck up and not win his bet right well that was the second round where like then like you realize that they're just actors well, they, but we don't know that P- peter cushing is also related so that would be really a reveal and that the the john carradine is the patriarch of the fucking thing but there like, were father but there were paintings of Peter Cushing in the hall. That's when they realized. Yeah, all that of them right. except right. for Price. Right. Yeah. Well, there was all of them except Christopher Lee. Yeah. Because it was oh, he was Wadwick. Correct. Wadwick. Yeah. When they and when they the, gave we, him we the him. when they gave them that accent or made him that vocal choice that right. performance <laughs> and then they had a character named Roderick. I was like, yeah. come on, somebody saw the Life of Brian and decided to like, riff <laughs> on that. So, so oh you're God. saying first reveal is that, and then second reveal would be it's what? It's the actors. Like, they're, all, they're actors, all actors. And, and then none of them the, are dead. The, correct. Um, and then, well, no, the, then the third one is he imagined the whole thing, and he actually just wrote it, and nobody was in the, right. in the right. house but him. Right. Yeah. Um, so what we were actually seeing was the book he was writing. Right. Correct. Yeah. Which... So... 
I mean, it's tricky to follow, but like, um, they throw you for a loop and there's like the three twists. And I just feel like each twist leaves you with like loose ends until the next, next like mm-hmm. twist comes out. And then you're like, Oh, that makes sense now. You know, it, it just sort of meandered through it all to me. It was, it was, it was entertaining. And the ending did save it for me. Cause it was very, yeah. interesting. to me, this is just like a fun Saturday. Like, you know, maybe it's raining. Yeah. Kind of just chuck it on. You can like make some food. It's really great to see all those old dudes acting together. That made it, yeah, on screen it, it was. that made it worth it for me right there. Yeah. It was just like seeing all these guys that I've seen and oh my god, collectively I couldn't. I, it would be a shocking number to figure out how many. Well, movies. I mean, we've seen Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee together a ton. Yes, but it was really cool to throw Price in there and also yes. Carradine. And John Carradine is a, I, I love John Carradine. So I, yeah. did you look him up on IMDb? Carradine. Yeah. I have before. Yeah. I didn't last he, night. His credits. Yeah. It's it's like 600, something yeah. like that. Oh, wow. It's yeah, he <laughs> might be sort of the, I don't know, is he like the record holder? Mm, I have no idea. Because he just oh, would wow. not say no. Uh, huh. I think Trump said he's been in more movies. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, no, it has that like wonderful ambiance of like a hammer horror, but with like some great makeup effects. Yeah, some of the you makeup know, to kind stuff of bring was, it to like a modern era. The makeup stuff, the when the uh, the girl got the acid. Oh, that was oh, yeah. she has like that face wash that just melts yeah. her face. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I thought that was cool, oh. and it, I did. She was her mother. The actress, her, the actress's mother, introduced the actress to Benny Hill, as you oh, would, okay. like, yeah, as you would with your daughter, and she became one of Hill's angels for a number huh. of years. Three hundred and fifty-five cool. for John Carradine. I knew wow. it was a huge number, but oh wow, it was okay. over exaggerated. That's still oh a man, big number. there were some other great kills, like the strangle by piano wire. The one where their eyes popped out. That was great. I fucking loved yes. that. Yeah. And then um, the drink, uh, the punch poison. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I that just cool. served him that. <laughs> How about the, and then, the the knife, like the threw out of the phone? That was. I don't remember that one. Where the. Uh, the black dude goes to the door or goes to the phone, answers the phone, and like a a blade just. That's like, the other movie. That's the other movie. Oh shit! And like sorry, bad at movies. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, this had uh, that secret passage where the candle blows out and then right. someone gets hung. Right. And then there was like a. Um, there's voices. Stairwell. Voices. Oh. A particular person fell down a stairwell and um, fell, and they looked like they were playing air guitar. Yes. And that was awesome. Yeah. It was so that funny. Was, it made me laugh that a lot. That was really Oh, you fall downstairs very well. <laughs> of course, you're very good at falling down. Uh, Desi Arnaz spends the majority of like the kind of climactic bit of this movie alone on screen. Mm-hmm. Wandering ar- around dark corridors as the female lead is sort of fending off the bad guys, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, like, dude, you were to... worthless. You were just yeah. She was piecing together the game of Clue. But yeah, he, yeah. you know, is just kind of like I'm writing. Yeah. 
It's like Colonel Mustard in the you know drawing room <laughs> with a candlestick and da 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 da. Mrs. Pinwa over there, and then like uh, Desi's still in the crawl space with a candle, yeah, <laughs> just accomplishing nothing. Th- this it was a fun movie. Um, it left zero marks on me. Like I am completely. It is tomorrow. I won't remember it. You know, <laughs> I had some light bruising. It's just a just a sort of like a breeze <laughs> that blew through, and now I'm it's passed. Yeah. Um, but but a completely delightful thing, and also like really cool to see all those those people like together on screen. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. I did. So um, let's see. Wait, would you guys have watched this movie when? I guess kind of this is when you guys watched a lot of slasher movies. Oh yeah, and this was things. this was in the. And it was in the press that we were reading too, because yeah. I remember coverage in this about in uh, this for in Fangoria, but yeah. I just okay. never kind of sought it out because I, it was not part of the more extreme. No, it's rated PG stuff. That, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's as, as <laughs> vacuous and shallow as that sounds. That's exactly what my thought would have been. Eh, PG, probably not. Although, if you ever yeah. saw Drag Me to Hell. Ooh, yeah, PG can kick your ass. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I was excited when it opened and it said Canon Group, and yeah. then it said uh-huh. Golan Globus. I was excited. Yeah. Then we got to meet the world's strongest and bravest American, Desi Arnaz Jr. Yes. And I kept waiting for him to put his hands on his hips and say, "For I am American, you see." But he never did that. <laughs> or what's the Bill Pullman line? I'm an American citizen. Can't do this to me. I'm an American citizen. <laughs> From uh, Serpent in the Rainbow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was good. Did you guys? So there was a great joke in it where they were talking. To, where the woman was bitching about her artist boyfriend or husband. He's a suffering artist. He does art, and we all suffer. <laughs> I did not even catch that. Yeah, it was really funny. You know, I'm talking about like the yeah the, where he threw the into the mud scum queen. You know and. Yeah, she's the. She kind of had like a giant brat attack, and then like oh, ran down the totally. stairs. She's yeah. the really really hill's angel in the mud. She's the <laughs> one that, that was who? on Benny Hill. Oh yeah, well I believe that. She's hot as fuck. Yeah, she wasn't as. Yeah, she's. She wasn't as hot as Pamela Stevenson, but we'll get into that. Somebody did. Huh. She was lighting me up, but. Um, <laughs> I, I thought there was things like so, like before we find out that there's some shenanigans going on, like when. Um, when there's an axe murdering and with a big battle axe, yeah. there is like so much hair and like brain and stuff on that battle axe. And I was like, that's oh. fucking gross. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought it was I really cool. It. I was just really thought, cool. does Vincent Price have that I much agree. hair? Well, not anymore. <laughs> but, um, so I thought, I thought there were like a lot of really nice things in the movie and it, it moved along. It wasn't boring mm-hmm. at all. It wasn't boring. It was, I think it was. It seemed long. It felt long, even though I was enjoying the. I was in, all the stuff with like the big guest cast, like mm-hmm. the, the the older guys, but like a little less of Desi just kind of stumbling around in the catacombs would have gone mm-hmm. a long way in sort of tightening it up a bit. We just didn't w- need to see that much of that. I think it would have been cool if one of those people would have been the hero. Like, 
let Christopher Lee be the novelist or something. You know, like, mm. why did we need Desi Arnaz Jr. in there? Do you know? Just like, I love that. Bring in some other legendary, old timey, you know, horror actor. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been really cool. You know what? Christopher Lee is the man. Like, or, or what, he was like an SS, uh, or no, uh, um, he was like a Secret Service. Uh, what's like the S- elite? SAS. SAS from England. Yeah, he was like a. They're some of that a little bit. Um, yeah. Maybe a little bit made up. Some of those stories. Oh really? He likes to tell the stories, and he was in the military. But yeah, some people say that it is exaggerated. Uh, maybe oh, I'm not. I just remember that. like the one thing on set from the Lord of the Rings that they were like always. They talk about where Peter Jackson's like, okay, um, what you're gonna do is you're gonna like you know make this noise when you get like stabbed, and he's like, well, actually, you should make this noise because you breathe like out or in or whatever, right. you know. Like what? it was like the opposite. Like, I, I just think it's hilarious. That's right. <laughs> and all these people on set are like, what the fuck? That's so awesome. This motherfucker has killed people. <laughs> Peter, you're not correct. <laughs> no. He's great. And he just has such fucking presence. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, he's the one I'm looking at if he's in the room. It's like, Jesus yeah. Agreed. You know, all right, you yeah. know how old Christopher Lee was in this movie? I did not look it up. So how old? What do you, we got a guess? 62. 61. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. wow. I was going to guess like 50-something. Jeez. That would have made me feel looked, even worse, yeah. I thought he looked good. Yeah, he looked oh, great. Yeah, he yeah. I thought he looked younger than he was, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, his career is just insane. It spanned so long. Mm-hmm. What He was Lord of the Rings, and mm-hmm. then what else was he in? All the Draculas and stuff, unless you're just talking about well, recent. The Hammer stuff. Yeah, but, like... Was there something? Well, he's in. Was, was he in Star Wars? He is or in, no. Mm-hmm. He's Count Dooku. Yeah, he's Count Dooku. Okay. So he's been in the Star Wars franchise, the Lord of the Rings franchise. Um, shit, I had another one that was right on the tip of my tongue. That Has was, he been in the MCU? I'm, I'm not sure about that. He was like Stranger. <laughs> That's right. He's Professor Steelwater. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in the um, uh, Roland Emmerich verse. Has was, he really? No, I was just, just thinking of verses. <laughs> no, I mean, has he been serious. in Fast and the Furious? Oh, God, I fucking wish. Wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that have been badass? What a beautiful 20-year franchise as well. He would say, there's no way a car could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Make him be like the person that's outrunning Dom and Bam. Oh, my God. Wait, so something that's super interesting, um, and just because it was recently, somebody posted about it, but Peter Cushing was born May 26, 1913. Vincent Price was born May 27th, 1911. And Christopher Lee was born May 27th as well, 1922. That's too weird. Yeah, that is weird. That's wild. Yeah. And John Carradine was born in 1753. That's right. He was born in the Jamestown colony. (laughs) Yeah, he was actually born on the Nina as it came across the ocean. That's right. Um, So, yeah, this was one that I was aware of. I'd seen the box, I'd seen the poster, knew it existed, had never seen it. So it's really cool to see this sort of thing. It almost felt like a historical document because of Mm -hmm. the people that were in it. Like, it actually... 
it felt like it had some weight to it because mm. of the cast. And, and none yeah, of these people, this was none of these people's last films by any, obviously not Christopher Lee, which is talking about he was doing movies, you know, constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, Vincent Price did a number of movies after this. He did quite a few, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's I was like, oh, I bet this was some of these people's last movies. No, it was Pete Walker's last movie. Mm. Um, I don't know if he died or if he just stopped directing, but anyway, he, you know, mm. it was his last, but. Um, I don't know. It was it was good to get it in the viewed column. I would say, I enjoyed it. But speaking of things I enjoyed, I am really looking forward to our next movie, um, which is from 1984, and it is mm-hmm. called Bloodbath at the House of Death. Did you see that? What? That road sign back there. I think it said the B2067. Did it? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Because if it did, then we're on the wrong road again. Oh, I wouldn't worry. We'll be all right. We're supposed to be on the A5027. We'll keep an eye out. We'll see another sign. Or we could even stop and ask somebody. This is stupid. That's not stupid at all. We're dedicated scientists. And there have been strange, inexplicable radioactive readings picked up in this area, which have been traced to a particular house. And we are on a secret government mission with other scientists to investigate this bizarre phenomenon. It's as simple as that. Yes, but right now I'm trying to leave this map. I find this case enthralling. Have you read all the reports? Yes. Well, if you had you'd know about the strange things that have taken place in that house years ago. Do you realize that 18 people were murdered there one night? Coincidence. Anyway, lightning never strikes twice. Well, it did that night. Two people were struck by lightning, two throats were slit, one was hung, two were axed, four people were skewered in the same bed, and a man watching simply blew up. What happened to the other six? What? You said there were 18. Oh, yes, yes, the other six. They were found frozen to death in the deep freeze, all wrapped in cling film. They'd been shot. Bullshit. So so there's a little clip from right at the beginning of the movie where we get a whole lot of exposition talking about what's going on. But the movie actually opens with the uh, eponymous bloodbath where 18 people... Or 19 people are 15. murdered. Well, no, it was 18, 18 people were murdered one night 18 years ago. Right. But it's, it's just the thing in the pub where they're going, no, it was 13. Oh, it was <laughs> No, that's, there were six people in the freezer. And then they no, sang only five. Yeah. Right. Well, you see the sign outside and it just gets darker. Like, you know, and, there's, and then they're doing like, and three people dead in the freezer. <laughs> I like the old guy with the calculator. Was really fun. Oh, yeah, that was great. And they all had those like special marks on their hands. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even the dog had it on his forehead. And the blind guy with his glasses. Blind <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so there's all of these like radioactivity readings. So these like scientists and it's like what, like eight international scientists and like paranormal investigators come to the Headstone Manor to do research? Well, some of them were clearly intended to be scientists, but like that chick in the colorful dress was 
and the and the I think she was just like a secretary or and the dude with the mole on his arm the doofus American guy right (laughs) I don't really know what his things were all he did was they just came over there to get get it on clearly dude his kill was fucking amazing how did he? Uh, I remember the mo- thing coming out of his arm. The mole came out yeah. of his yes. arm and it latched yeah. onto somebody's onto like neck. Yeah. neck. Yeah. It was awesome. So, so this movie it stars a guy named Kenny Everett, who was a big deal in British comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, had a billion shows and all that stuff, and wrote a bunch of things. And a lot of these people were in his various shows. Um, really? Yeah, the lead dude, the the main doctor with the steel leg. Okay. Yeah. So he's like a big deal. You can look on YouTube and there's tons of footage from like his various shows. They have the Kenny oh, Everett awesome. show and different things like that. Um, I mean, this guy's a comedic genius in this movie. I I really was, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I've seen like horror comedies that were terrible. Most of them are, but this one was pretty darn funny. I thought it really, I think it got it right. I, I mean, it makes fun of E.T., Alien, yeah. Poltergeist, Carrie, The Shining, like, you know, and it's like an OG scary movie franchise. Yeah. Oh, it's You totally, know, like, there's yeah. an incredible amount of things that were ripped off from this movie. Like, it has great imagination. Um, made me think of Carrie jokes. on Screaming, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, What's the, that? The, it's so, a, a so there's British. a British series. We did it on the podcast back a long time ago but so the there's uh-huh. a british uh, series of films called carry on so they're the carry okay. on films i think there's been 20 of them or something it's a, a lot and um they each take a different thing and sort of skewer it so there's a uh, carry on spying i think is one where they're making fun of james bond movies and carry on screaming <laughs> which is a making fun of horror movies uh, carry like on up camping the tiber. or something carry on yeah, up the carry tiber. Okay. yeah there's a bunch of there's a bunch of them and they are they're all like really cheeky and and all the dudes are trying to get laid and they all have <laughs> nagging wives and stuff and they're, it's, it's very all funny. very Benny Hill. Very okay, Benny Hill. I love it. Um, and Pamela Stevenson from this from uh, Bloodbath, she was on not the nine o'clock news with right. Rowan Atkinson and right. like so she's got and like she was she, also on SNL for a year. That's right. I forgot about that. And she was she and Billy Connolly were a long time number. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. She is staggeringly hot to me. Wait, which one was she? She's the secretary with the lisp. Oh, I fucking love her. Yeah. She's like my favorite character. She's my favorite character too. Yeah. For yeah. for several reasons. <laughs> um So yeah, so the movie opens with this just really funny home invasion with these hooded monks. And with all these different weapons coming in and slaughtering like 18, 19 people. And it was hilarious, some of the things that happened. Like uh, the, the the four people getting skewered on the spear in the bed. Yes. And, you know, I don't know. But we'll and then even the detective outside when blood is dripping on him. I laughed <laughs> so fucking hard. Because the first time it hit his Same. head and he didn't react, I was like, that's funny. And then they just kept going back to that well and it got so ridiculous. Yeah, these jokes are so... They, like, go past stupid and come around to fucking genius. I like, really <laughs> laughed a lot. And that's when I kind of was like, okay, I'm ready for this movie. I'm, I'm, I know where I need to put my mind. <laughs> um, really funny. So, yeah, so we, we see the murders. Then we see the police come in and investigate. We see them collecting all the body parts because a lot of people are reduced to fucking parts. 
it was funny like i saw there was one dude with a, with like a sort of mesh bag and he had all these body parts in there and you could see a hand in it and i thought someone should say a uh, nice handbag or something i thought that would be funny but um it would have about <laughs> fit the tone too so it's like yeah absolutely. it starts off with like a with text on screen going like may the 30th or something 1975 like the, right thursday you know and it does that give or then, take right exactly um and then it then it so with that fades out and it goes you know present time, present day and we get to meet all these uh paranormal investigators on their way to the house to to see if they can figure out what the fuck is up is it really haunted let's go take some measurements because it is headstone manor right headstone uh-huh. manor it's headstone <laughs> manor uh retreat for businessmen and school for underage girls or underage something. girls yeah. Or something. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that uh that billy whatever his name is would be all over that yeah um so um let's let's just talk about pamela stevenson for a minute <laughs> hmm. okay so and why would you want to do that she's made a choice or been told to <laughs> do this weird like lispy vocal thing and it is just so fucking weird but it we worked somehow maybe it's just mm-hmm. her but she is the is she a is she like an assistant a secretary to the other dude or is she also a scientist no this movie took place in the 20th century she was herself a scientist I, but I, I didn't remember her doing any <laughs> science you know honestly did she do science i don't remember her doing science <laughs> nobody did a lot of science in this but movie. at least they looked at that about they looked things. at the oscilloscope the the woman with the uh weird uh super religious mom she was yes. doing science <laughs> i was under the assumption that she was a scientist but also just like a lower level scientist from him maybe he was the head scientist okay. Um, but she was like acting since she was a female as semi a secretary, but also a sexy scientist. It almost seemed like they were in a relationship because yeah. of how they traveled around and did stuff. And it like, seemed maybe to me they had sex in the past one time when they got a little too drunk, but maybe. like they never did again. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, it could be that when the scenario. science went really well, they celebrated. <laughs> I tell you what, this uh, there was a lot more subtext to this than I thought. Apparently. <laughs> Because um, I just thought it was like two people in a car delivering expository dialogue. So, on the and, so Julie, I, I've never done this, but I'm going to ask you. You might oh. know something about it. Um, Have do, you ever done science? Do women traveling? <laughs> I've done science. Do, do women or men even, do, when they're traveling, do they take along all the stuff to bleach their hair while they're just in a room? Oh, that was hilarious. Like, like I was actually thinking about that, like and I was like, deal. wow. So, yeah, I'll dye my own eyebrows right. and sometimes, like, hair as well. Yeah. And I would never, like, I would always do that before a trip. Right. But um, I did live in, like, hotels for six months out of the year for a couple years. And, like, I learned that it is kind of fun and bougie to sit in a hotel and, like, do, like, all of the face masks or mm-hmm. dye jobs or different things. Okay. It just so, seemed like a know. very specific. She was going in and, like, touching up her roots. She had like aluminum foil. She had the mm-hmm. bleach. She had a brush. She had a bowl. I mean, she had like she had brought a load of fucking materials, accoutrement, mm-hmm. right before she was ghost raped. <laughs> but you know, oh. yeah, 
Yeah, I found that a little bit distasteful. Man, I, all right, and this I don't know, this but I did like makes, seeing her topless. I'm not gonna lie. That was impressive, yeah. but and and I had kind of hoped that was going to happen, not in the way that it happened. Well, I, I had hoped it was maybe going to be like a more voluntary sort of thing, and I well, really she have did to ease say, into it. it yeah, <laughs> I have to say there was a lot uh, of I I was digging the tone and the sort, especially as they would sort of lean even further into sort of Python esque, like yes. absurdist kind of. Obviously, that's like a sweet spot for yeah. me. So when they're doing that stuff, like the thing with like the the hidden spear and the silent fart, oh the books, my god! Of course I laughed. Oh, at that. I knew. that was amazing. I, I thought the I silent fart thought book. About you, and then at the goes, and then like in the next scene when they're at the computers and he goes, and you farted again, and she's like, I'm sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's really funny. all that stuff was funny to me. That moment of paranormal activity, yeah, really did like something just like I had a, like a synaptic break or something when yeah. I was watching it. Cause then like I got completely disengaged from like, I just found myself like at that, after that I was, and I, I'm not trying to be a shitty about it, but I was just like, I just lost the ability to think that shit was funny. And then like all this stuff where their, their doppelgangers show up, mm-hmm. that all just seems so so it, dumb to me. We, we didn't need to see all of them come out of the ground. No. We needed to see I, one, maybe two, and then just show them all standing there and imply yeah. that they all came out of the ground. We did not see everybody rise up out of the ground. Which I wasn't looking like at the like paying enough attention to the where I was in the in the movie. But I I'm guessing that the the paranormal activity was around like the beginning of the third act. Because that's when things started to go like. I would have been about halfway. Was it was was that halfway? That's what it felt like to me. I was I was a hundred percent on board and laughing and enjoying it, and then that happened. And I'm not sure if the stuff like there's just wasn't as many funny jokes in the second half as there were in the first. Like man, I just if they had depleted their supply or if it was me. So because like after that. Yeah, I just I don't know. So Julie, Julie, what what Mike is doing here is called virtue signaling. So he's yeah. showing, telling us that he's more woke than we are, and he's bothered by this, and therefore better than us, who are worse than him. No, I yeah, have, I, 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 I don't know how to say this, but like, yeah, I. It bothered me. Was not and offended. I thought about it, it and but he they, didn't it, bother me at all. The, the, <laughs> but but the tone of the whole thing. The whole thing I know, was so I know. broad that, and and she she, it wasn't one of those situations where it was a horrible thing, and then it became a delightful thing, which is really bad. And if you want to see that, watch that fucking Japanese thing where the dude with the big cock where he rapes all the women and the, the razor hands of the razor. Yeah. That's fucking distasteful. But in this, because she like immediately it's like oh my goodness oh you're so cheeky and stuff and she's really yeah into it and i was like that's really not cool but i was like uh, okay let's see what they're doing right on the line slash crossing the line exactly. but then like pulls it back like from the line and then i kind of did love that she went into the moon with that yes. ghost later yeah. i mean it made it like a happy-go-lucky story for later on yes. where they like you know went into the moonlight together yeah um so I was okay and with it. And it saved her from dying, which was good. Yeah. It wasn't like it yeah. abducted her to do a bad thing. It was like, hey, let's do that again. 
So it, yeah, she was the person that ab- didn't turn into abducted her to do a very good thing. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, um, <laughs> but Pamela she Stevenson didn't turn into is, one of those fake people. Exactly. One of the the marked ones. Like robot weird things. Um, Stepford yeah. scientist. I was confused at the end after all the other people had come out of the ground and we had seen everybody die that the dude, mm-hmm. the evil doctor, his doppelganger, when they're down in the basement and they find all the books and he's reading them, mm-hmm. I just figured mm-hmm. since he's from the depths of hell, he would know what the books say and wouldn't have to even pretend. Why <laughs> right. continue the ruse at that point? You know? Yeah, I actually thought I that that was maybe sort of a continuity thing in the editing. Yeah, it's what I that's what I was still oh, thinking maybe. too, but no. But the, it no, it, the way it, it just they just said fuck the continuity. Let's just we need this scene so this and, is how And we're also do it. like you know, who cares? But it was right. it's confusing. It's mm-hmm. still better than Obi-Wan. Um <laughs> the the woman with the crazy mom. That made me laugh so hard where she was like where they showed her as a young girl where it was clearly just the same woman but in pigtails. Yes. yes. And mm-hmm. she's holding that boy's hand and they all they do is kiss each other on the cheek. And the mom it, it cuts awesome. up to that thing where she's looking through those curtains and she is so fucking pissed off and then when she moves you see the curtains go with her. Yes. And you see her, <laughs> yeah. She's in like a confession booth mm-hmm. and yeah. commanding her and doing all that stuff. And then her death scene. Oh. Can opened. My yeah. God, that was great. I and love it was well that done. Song. It was so funny. It was incredible. That was great. And there was a couple like just head trauma things that were awesome to watch. Like it was that and then there was like a head chop off with a laser sword. Well, that was so funny. And Lightsabers in this shit was so funny. It was, it was like clearly a like ne- a neon tube or something. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a fluorescent tube because yeah. you could see the little you could see thing the on the other end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, mold dude gets pulled into the toilet. That's how that guy does. That was really That's funny. Right. Where it, just everything's bleeding, even the mirror. It's just like, it made me laugh. The shit, it was so good. The shit oh. where the monks are exploding and they're all at dinner and they're going, what's that? Oh, no, sounds like a bunch of monks exploding. I just, <laughs> I, I laughed and laughed. I thought it was great. Wait, what about when the dude was playing Jaws on the bass while pooping? Yes. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. I laughed hard. really hard at that. <laughs> well, and the dude, the dude with the fake, with the metal leg, when he's going down the steps, and every step with the metal leg, he's just destroying the stairs. Yes. I'd laugh dude. hard at that. And he electrocutes somebody with that leg, which well, is awesome. Yes. Yeah, I, it was. This was a delight. It was just completely entertaining. <laughs> it's just bananas and hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I, I really um, enjoyed it. <laughs> I'd never even heard of this one. I'd heard. I of it. just found it randomly on eBay, and and, and this and is I was on like, Tubi. Oh, I'll take a chance. It's on Tubi for free. Oh, if anybody yeah. wants to watch it, and I do, I do think it's worth watching. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree that. I just again, I, that was. I don't. Know. I get it, man. I get it a hundred percent. And you know, I, if I was had been in a different headspace when I was watching it, and mm-hmm. it didn't, it just didn't strike me that way. Mm-hmm. Because there were things I still laughed at afterwards, but I was really somehow got disengaged from it at mm-hmm. that point. And I kind of hate that because yeah. I wasn't. I was enjoying because it was a lot of that kind of 
like spot on, like just on the nose humor that I like. And very like British. The thing with the, the, very British. The thing with the monks were exploding made me think of like early early Terry Gilliam stuff. Yeah, where it's just like the shit where they're chanting, walking through the woods, and then that the chant turns into Daisy, Daisy. Yeah. You know? I I just thought that was great. I love all that mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. It just I got I got I was put off. Yeah. That's fair. You're You're allowed. A good person. You're a good person. <laughs> no, that's not it. That is not it, trust me. So I watched so many <laughs> other things. So um Julie, good job on these two very odd and um disparate movies. Um both and weirdly similar. Vincent Price. <laughs> yeah. I'm both have glad s- to talk to you guys about them. Both have secret like bookcase doors into the nether reaches of the house and even though we didn't see it specifically i'm pretty sure that house in house of the long shadows there were some silent farts (laughs) (laughs) there were definitely some silent farts at that table so um (laughs) so listeners um it has been a while since we recorded we had a couple of episodes in the can and um uh, so we've been sort of uh, getting our summers, our late springs, early summers started here. So um, I've watched a bunch of movies since the last time we recorded. So, and I'm sure you guys have too. I have. Um, for me, I have. Do we want to just? I, here's my suggestion. Let's do like um, I'm just going to run them down, and there's going to be a couple I'm going to want to talk about. But let's try to. I, I will be here all fucking day if I talk right. at any length about the movies I watched. So oh yeah, just, I just have a couple I'm so going to talk just about. Just hit the highlights. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm going to do a Steve Winwood and just uh, get back in the highlights here. I thought you were going to roll with it. So I do want to talk about one movie right off the bat, but it's uh, a little something called Moonfall from this year. Um, the reason I watched it was because they were covering it on how did this get made, and oh my god, is it terrible in the very best way. Um, similarly, I watched a movie called A Sound of Thunder, which is based on a Ray Bradbury story. It's also on How Did This Get Made. Way worse. From fucking um, uh, the dude that did 2010, Mike, and Outland. Peter Yates, right? Uh, Pete, uh, Peter, uh, Peter Himes. Himes. So he directed yeah. that fucking thing. And Time Cop. And um, yeah. that was terrible. So then Mystery Science Theater has returned, and I watched the first three of those movies, which were Santo and the Treasure of Dracula, Robot Wars, and Beyond Atlantis. All very fun. Um, then I watched a movie called The Sadness. Did you guys watch that? I don't think so. That's the extreme horror thing that's on no. Shutter? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah I figured no. you probably did. Um, Is it extreme? Yes. I, I, tell, I texted y'all <laughs> about it when I watched it back in, like... Um, Oh, is that the one you sent the picture about, like, some dick juice or something? Yeah, it's a zombie thing. It's one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen. Um, Yeah. um, Anyway, really heavy duty. I I just thought it was good, but it's fucking dark. Um, The Deep House, which is on Amazon Prime. It's Mm. an undersea ghost haunted house thing. Really fucking good. Um, The Northman, the new movie from Robert Eggers, who who was one of the two people that directed The Witch, also did the lighthouse um in search of tomorrow mike we did finish it was great yeah it was awesome um wait which oh the sci-fi one the big epic like cool six hour documentary i'm skipping is skipping around is it just one it's five dvd or yeah it's there's five dvds five hours it's five hours oh okay um but 
that's just like part one or whatever, right? Well, it's the. I mean, it's it is what it is unless he decides to come out with a second part. Do more. So yeah, like, that's how the, the horror one did. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, the horrors. It was just so dense and so much stuff. Well, to it go was over. also popular, I think, mm-hmm. and there was like a he had footage that he didn't work in there even at five hours. Um, I watched uh, Duel, which has uh, Karen Gillan in it, and mm. um, the dude from Breaking Bad. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Really fucking excellent little science fiction story. Uh, Julie's recommendation. I watched Fear with Marky Mark. What did you think? It was, it was very entertaining. Um, he's really good in it. Um, he really is. really terrifying. And uh, Reese Witherspoon is uncomfortably sexy in that movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, on that same day, I had a really, on the 29th, I watched a bunch of movies. Watched Hollow Man. I watched a movie called The Death. Kevin Bacon? Yep. I watched mm. The Death of Dick Long, which um, was wild. I watched the movie Moby Dick from John Huston. I watched oh. the new Firestarter, and I would like to warn every human listening to avoid that. Um, oh. I watched Old, which is the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. It's on HBO. Oh, I've been advertised that a lot. What's up with it's really that? Good. Is it good? Really good. Really solid oh, cool. little bit of horror movie filmmaking. It's, it's very M. Night and very good. Um, cool. Swiss Army Man I watched with Daniel Radcliffe and um, another dude. So um, I watched The Lost City with um, Sandra Bullock. and mm-hmm. Oh, I saw that too. It's really good. Yeah, too. A very fun I saw that little that escapist thing. At the movie theater. But y'all, you need to know about Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. Ooh. It's on Disney Plus and it is fucking brilliant. It is awesome. a modern um, Roger Rabbit, and cool. it is just so fucking funny and so smart and so sweet and so surprisingly dark. It is made by the guys, the Lonely Island, the Andy Samberg, and those guys that did like you know the uh, what is it, pop star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. Is John Mulaney in that group? Is he part of that? He's, I mean, he's buddies with them and stuff. That's why right. he's the voice of Chip. Yeah, I, yeah, he's the voice of Chip, and Andy Samberg is the voice of Dale. But it's got so many great people in it: J.K. Simmons and, jeez, um, uh, I'm trying to think, like uh, uh, the Will Will Forte. No, the dude that was in um, Will I Am. No, anyway, it's great. It's fucking great. Will Rogers. Um, <laughs> it's really fucking great. But the thing I want to talk about, and uh, Mike, you know what it is. It is everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm. And, I mean, this movie's getting a lot of buzz, and there's a reason. Um, and and it, there's also a reason I watched some of these other movies. So I watched Everything, Everywhere, All at Once and loved it, which made okay. me then reach out and watch The Death of Dick Long, which stars one of the directors of Everything, Everywhere, All at Once and is directed by that same person. And then oh, cool. Swiss Army Man from 2016 was the two guys that directed everything every, everywhere all at once. It was the movie they did before it. So that's cool. why I did this sort of, some of those things were in there. But everything everywhere all at once is, I, I mean, it's kind of hard to put it in context because there's just nothing else like it. But as far as like what it achieves, um, it is like one of those landmark, I think, movie uh, efforts where it is it is 
like a hard stop. Like there were movies up to that, and then this movie is like a like a line. This historically will be a place where okay, now everything after that has to exist in the shadow of this movie. This like movie, Star Wars, you mean? Like Star or? Wars, like the Matrix, or Pulp wow. Fiction, like Pulp Fiction, like these things that just sort of go. All right, this, but that was before that. Now this is after that. Everything is gonna have to think about what this movie did and how it was able to cool. achieve it. This is a fucking game changer, and I've now seen it twice, and I'm kind of wanting to see it again. Awesome. So um, anyway, I'm very excited. Yeah, I definitely want to see it. So yeah, um, Julie, come over. We'll watch it. Okay. Yeah, I'm I would love kidding. that. We'll get a pizza. Okay. Fuck yes. Okay. <laughs> so that's my movies, and I'm sorry for going on so long, but no, 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 that's no. great. It's good that I you tried to hurry. It's been a month. Been able to <laughs> imbibe. So who's next? All right, Mike, okay, jump in I'm there. Up. All right, mine is certainly not. I don't know how. God damn it! <laughs> I just opened my letterbox a while ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I went to it, and it said, hey, you signed into Letterbox." Sorry about that. Oh, okay. Sorry. 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 Mike, did you watch all of the Pentaveret? I did not. Okay. I watched the first couple. I know I suck at about doing that. You suck. I think we can just leave it at that. Just just period. And that's why she loves me. Are you in? Yes, I'm back. Sorry. So, Mike, what did you watch? (laughs) <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Since we last spoke about this, I mean, on Mike, obviously, I watched Vice Squad. Wow. With Wings, with Wings Hauser. You, you did not tell me you revisited that. Whoa. Uh, was it still talk strong? To, yes. Yes. Not as soul crushing as I had remembered. Yeah. But I kind of think I was, you know, when you go in a little more psychologically prepared. Right. Braced. It's not as like, oh, yeah. it, but it was still, yeah. And he's terrifying. Yeah, he is. Wings Ramrod. I'll never yeah. forget it. And uh, poor rerun. Oh, Fred Berry. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, watched the uh, Body Snatchers as the Abel Ferrars take on the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Right. Oh. Really enjoyed that. I love that one. Yeah, Meg Tilly and. Uh, uh, no, I can't remember the actress's name. She's. I can't remember. Shit, she's good anyway. But that cover rules. Yeah, it's a great cover. Like, yeah, that's the first body snap- snatchers that I saw as a kid. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's cool. Uh, then, a beginning of a pattern that we watched Eastern Promises. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to revisit <laughs> that. That is a freaking awesome movie. I mean, that was incredibly. Like yeah. Well made. It's and beautiful and awful at the same time. Uh, Hellraiser Cron- three, Hell on Earth, that was okay. shot shot like on Elm Street Greensboro? in Greensboro and in High Point. And it's wild. Wait, that's like half a block from where I live right yeah. now. Oh yeah, and I lived on that street for a long time. Yeah. So there you go. So I got to see Julie somebody. just doxed herself. Now people just can look <gasps> up where that movie was shot and they'll know. That's right. Yeah. Uh, watch the Batman. Oh, I don't. Did yeah. we talk about that? I don't know if we talked about it or not. Tell you the truth. Wait, the new one? Yeah, the Robert oh, Pattinson. Cool. It was what good. Did you think? I thought it was good, and I mean, it was really impressive. Like some great stunt work and the physical effects, you know, all that it's just stuff. Long. It was long, and and uh, yeah, I know it was good. The dude that plays the Riddler is the other dude in Swiss Army Man. 
Dano. Yeah, Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Yeah. Um, okay, so, and liked it. I'd watch a sequel, I'm sure. Yes, there will yeah. be a sequel. I was impressed with Andy Serkis is the thing that was sort of surprising As to me. The butler. Because I, I, my initial reaction to that was not, that's not right. I just didn't feel right to me, but then no, I liked the way good. they handled it. He's good. So, uh, watch Scanners again, another Cronenberg. <laughs> okay. Don't roll your eyes. I'm just on camera. All these new movies. <laughs> uh, watch The Fortune Cookie, a Billy Wilder movie yeah. from 66. Great with, movie. Great movie with uh, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. Yeah. And just great movie. so good. So good. Uh, the original Friday the 13th we watched. And I can't remember. There was some event that it correlated. Oh, yeah. I know what it was. It's it was Friday the 13th. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's right. Okay. It's coincidentally. So, and then The Fog. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. Go ahead and start your eyes rolling. Oh, now we're getting into some different territory. Uh, you should Abava, the original Fog, not the remake. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I watched that piece of shit remake one time, and it was terrible. And The Fog holds up so well. I don't I mean, know if I've ever seen the remake. Don't. Yeah, just a waste don't. Of time. It's, it's not The Mist, right? That's no, different. No, I like The Mist. Okay. Okay. Like visually, um, they're similar. <laughs> uh, we watched a, a Bava movie from 1970 called Five Dolls for an August Moon. Ooh. Okay. And it was just the sort of typical twisty, turny, giallo story that mm. sort of didn't make a lot of sense if you overthought it. But it was Bava, so it was like crazy colorful mm. and shot shot beautifully. And, and Were had there some, some good mannequins? <laughs> yeah. Like nice. good good murders cool uh, and then we watched silent running nice Gr- great movie uh tremors nice and it that movie just stupidly holds up yeah. i don't know it really does it's so damn good and like i think you know what we watched that after i think that's after the news of fred ward mm-hmm. yeah, it was just I like we need to watch a fred ward thing and we were looking for something that was a crowd pleaser uh watched hard times from 75 with oh, james wow. Co- james coburn and uh, uh bronson right and cool man it, it's good it's a great movie it is really good that's all walter hill that's where he's uh, in prison he's a boxer right yeah he's well it's sort of depressionary i don't think he's in prison i thought he starts out in prison Maybe, maybe, but, then but he, I just but he's think a boxer, he's right. He's he's just bare knuckle fighting right. for money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then Coburn and his cadre or his the circle he's moving in are the sort of people making money off of mm-hmm. it. So he there's like a manager, a quote manager. Uh, one of your favorites, Marty. After that is Existence. Ooh. Another Cronenberg, I figured. <laughs> uh, we also watched The Lost City and really enjoyed yeah, it. It's a lot of I loved it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was just like it was big and dumb, but right in the right way. The right way, and had and, uh, some real surprises. And I mean, some, it's kind of like romancing the stone too. We you know, we had like a fun. lengthy conversation about how this was essentially an update of that. Same general uh-huh. idea, but like this, romancing the stone was an adventure movie with humor. Uh, Lost City was a comedy with adventure moments. Right. But Agreed. I love the switcheroo of having Sandra Bullock be the sort of more 
savvy, the more savvy and and capable mm-hmm. of the two characters because Channing Tatum Look, is earnest and the thing is is as human beings I think we don't deserve Channing Tatum. He's entirely <laughs> too good at what he do, he's doing. Yeah, like and yeah. you know basically it's like we always talk about with the, some of these people that are too gifted. <laughs> Like he's too good looking, he's too funny, he's too self-effacing, he's he's too cool, too cool. It's just like too nice. I think it's just like that dude is so fucking great, and he's amazing <laughs> in that movie. Maybe he, he just really he is. swooped in to pick up the mantle as George Clooney starts to age out a little bit. Age out, like he maybe he's into you know, <laughs> Clooney could do like Cary Grant did and just sort of disappear. Yeah. And then just like sit home on the Oscar night and do, do acid and watch the Oscars, or or <laughs> you know just wait for the next celebrity fist fight. So, well, I guess he's doing a lot more. Oh my god, a lot more uh, directing, correct? Uh, Clooney. Clooney. Yeah, he's, yeah. Well, he's directed he quite a few. Stuff. So yeah, um, and it's been good. What I've seen that he's directed. I loved Monuments Men. I liked the one about um, the, the the Dangerous Mind. The the thing about uh, Chuck Barris. Oh yeah, yeah, it was really yeah, good. with, uh, uh, with Sam Rockwell. Rockwell, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, it's really good. I forgot that he did that. Yeah, it's really good. It's old now, but it was it's good. All right, so Lost City. Uh, we watch till now. Watch Wild Things. Yes. Man, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. it is so good, and it holds up a hundred percent. Everybody is. Everybody's either really good or over the top in the perfect way. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Teresa Russell as, uh, uh, what's her name? The, I have no idea. Denise Richards as Denise Richards' mother. Okay. Teresa Russell's amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. All right, so Wild Things, watch Videodrome. Again, been a long time since I'd watched but, Videodrome. But all of this was leading up to... Leading up to... Yeah. Part of my birthday gift and Father's Day gift from my son was a trip to the theater to see the one, apparently one showing in this area of Crimes of the Future. Nice. And uh, so, so the only place it's being screened, or the only the only showing, one time showing. Our impression was one time showing. Wow. Because oh, okay. I actually, your description of it had made me curious about maybe trying to go see it this week. And the Wait, thing, where was it? At the Regal at Friendly Center. Cool. And no, I may be wrong. And like, there was actually a lot of people there, surprisingly. Hmm. No, the it's, theater it's had, got two showings today. Okay, cool. So it is. All right, maybe we were just... It starts in two minutes. I'll see y'all later. We, <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would be fascinated Let's to hear there. what you think of it. But I, I suspect that you're going to find a lot of issues with it. Because it's not yeah. a perfect movie. But it was a blast to see the new Cronenberg, and it was really kind of cool to see him go back to and just be super weird again. Because, like, I love Eastern Promises and I love History of Violence, but they're much more straightforward stories. Yeah. Even with this, even with the sort of narrative, you know, uh, switcheroos or whatever that happened in the. In the context of the movie, it's not just that outright super weirdness that Cronenberg is known for. So, yeah, but I'm, I'm, my, basically, I left the theater thinking I need to watch that again because I got, like, I found myself at some points getting so swept up into the visual stuff that I was missing, I felt like I was missing some of 
the plot stuff. And then other times I was focused so much on the plot stuff. I think I missed things that I would like to see. So it's, it's just a, for sure going to be for me, a multiple viewing thing, but cool. And, but you were happy with like the body horror from David Cronenberg. Oh, for sure. The thing is like, I think it, and it's being touted as like this remarkably shocking, kind of thing and like people were walking out at can and all really? this yeah yeah like a bunch oh, of walkouts at can but it is it's still way less shocking to me than crash cronenberg's cool. crash is still to me probably the most kind of shocking thing he's done not the best but the most shocking okay so but you know crimes of the future is something that it would be hard to recommend to people mm-hmm. but I would say if you know you're up to, I, I don't know. I don't want to recommend it and then somebody see it and be like, "Oh, what the hell are I'm you?" I'm curious, but I don't know if cool. I'll take the time. We'll see. It shows all week. No oh, good. So I was wrong about that. I'm glad I was wrong. Yeah. That was awesome. I'm glad that you and um, Dylan went together to the movies and saw it. Julie, are you cool. interested in seeing this movie? Um, not really. Yeah. <laughs> I have a friend who I think is interested and I might see if they want to go. And I might just okay, go alone. Sorry. I don't know. We'll see. And I might just not go. So that's quite a lot of movies, Mike. For me, that's a it's been a, a good run. I would like to throw in real quick before we get to Julie that I've also watched all of the Obi Wans that have been released so far, which is three, and all of the new season of The Boys, which is also three. Um, wow. And I recommend the boys very much, and Obi Wan can suck it. So, um, <laughs> so, so Julie, what have you been watching? Okay, well, since the passing of Fred Ward, um, I well, no, actually, before it was after the episode that we did before he passed away, I watched Secret Admirer, and it's kind of like a really silly teen comedy mm-hmm. where a love letter is left in a guy's locker and all of this mayhem like ensues. And Fred Ward's in it. Yeah, okay. and he's Kelly Preston's father. Okay. And the best part about the whole movie is Fred Ward. And he's like, if you get her pregnant, I'll blow your dick off. <laughs> and it's just like so funny and ridiculous and amazing. Um, so then um, he passed and of course... Um, you know, I've jumped on the Tremors train as well and watched one and two. Um, and two is like so good. I remember that being on TV a lot because it was like a TV movie. Mm-hmm. But man, the only thing that would have been made that better was Kevin Bacon. Yeah. You know, if he was in the second one, because it, it's a good movie and I think a hilarious franchise. Um, okay, so on I think Shudder, I watched Burying the X. It's from 2014. Okay. Oh, I remember seeing the trailer for that. It looked interesting. It was good. It's like this like hot chick from Twilight, and she gets kind of like zo- like gross and zombified, but she's still like hot. Yeah. And then it's directed by Joe Dante, and oh. it's oh. starring um, Anton Yelchin. Oh, oh really? Wow. The late. Oh, see. And- yeah, and um, well, my interest factor just skyrocketed. Those well, two facts. it's it's about to even more because Alexandria Daddario oh, is in okay. it, and like who doesn't have a crush on she her? She's really great in White Lotus. Yes. Yeah. 
um, and Dick Miller's like second to last role. I saw him and I was watching this movie with my friends and I was like, oh my God, guys, it's Dick Miller. It's Dick Miller. I was so excited. They're like, we don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I saw the trailer, but I never was aware that it was Joe Dante. I did not know anything about Mm -hmm. that. Never heard of it. Yeah, I didn't either. it's, It's definitely in the queue now. Yeah, no. I mean, I I just started like watching it, and I was like, "Oh, this is just silly. It's going to be, you know, it has um, those two stars in it." And then, you know, Dick Miller was an added bonus, and and same with uh, Joe Dante. Yeah, I'm so, I'm 100 down. I might watch this after we yeah. stop. Um, okay, so another good one that I watched was Antlers on HBO oh, Max. I'm curious about mm. that. So, yeah, it's like this Oregon creepy, beautiful town. And, um, oh, God, this movie is so fucking creepy. And um, these kids are brave as fuck, and it's really haunting and wild. So I, I do recommend that. Mm-hmm. Carrie Russell is fantastic in it. Does he, is there like a kid, a little kid that goes and like gives an offering kind of to the, the creature? Or am I conflating two different um, No. with... You might be it's, thinking of that Daniel Radcliffe movie, Horns. I don't know. If, no, he's no. just born with horns. Yeah, this is about, like, there's this monster. Big, I, I know what you're talking about. That's not it. Wendigo kind yeah. of monster. Yeah, that's got a different, that's a different one. Okay. Yeah. Because I think um, I watched the trailer for this, and it looked amazing. It It is great. Um, I'm not going to give away more than that. Cool, thank so you. So I'm not going to answer your question. So, haha. ha <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um... Okay, so on um, Discord with Dallas VHS Swap yeah. and Joe Bob Briggs, um, I've been there for some of them, um, and they had a vampire episode that was hilarious okay. with OG vampire uh, Nosferatu. Okay. The, like, old black and white silent one? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, and, like, Joe Bob had this, like, wild outfit on, and his hair was hysterical, and he had, like, a pink-ruffled outfit, and a bolo tie, and I had never seen wow. his legs before. It was incredible. Um, but yeah, it turned 100 this year. It came out March 4th, 1922. Was that Murnau, right? Yeah, and F.W. With, Murnau. With Max Shrek playing. Um, and then another night I watched um, Monster uh, Club with Vincent Price. Okay. Oh, yeah. And um, it. it had Carradine as well in cool. it, and Donald Pleasance, and that's awesome. Um, it had all of this, like uh, the movie with Joe Bob and like other people with like dancing interludes. Mm-hmm. It was great. Like it was, it was so funny. And I don't know if I would have picked this out to just watch on my mm-hmm. own, but it was really fun to watch it with Joe Bob mm-hmm. and Discord. Um, and then they paired that with Hellbender, yeah, which was really good. Okay. And that's on Shutter. It's an, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's awesomely bizarre as well. Like the cinematography is great. The music's fantastic. And a family made this during quarantine, which is so inspirational oh, that. because oh, that's, that's really cool. I know. All I did was like smoke weed and go hiking and eat chicken nuggets. Does it, like Does it have anything to do with the lizard, the hellbender? Um it's like more witchy okay. than that. Right. Cuz there is a lizard um, called the hellbender. I just didn't know. Yes. And I feel like yeah. Okay. Um, it, I think it's like a mixture of like a bunch of different things. Okay. And yeah, this family was so adorable on Joe Bob. Um, it made me like want to have a family. I was like, oh my That's God, really cool. like this husband and wife love each other and they have these two kids. You're making that me like, want to go watch that Joe Bob episode. 
they're you should like everybody should because they're like dancing around and having an adorable time um and he interviews the father and then the mother comes on and then one of the daughters comes over as well and are they there at the drive-in or are they doing it remotely yeah cool no they they show up so it was it was really fun cool um and then oh i've been going down like this like oddball like weird path of like switch movies you know like body switch Mm -hmm. stuff um so i watched like prelude to a kiss with meg ryan and um 13 going on 30 and um i it started with i got or i watched freaky friday and the the um, original or the sorry uh jamie lee curtis i watched that one after watching freaky Mm -hmm. that you recommended and and so then i was just like you know watching vice versa and 17 again (laughs) and it got real nerdy um but i did i wanted to say that i watched this movie and it got me so riled up it really pissed me off (laughs) and it's this movie on hbo um called switch from 1981 the one with uh, will what's his name it has um Jimmy Schmidt, Jimmy Schmidt, and uh, and and the girl from Siesta. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Penny, um, Penny Pretty from Eileen Barkin, Ellen Barkin. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it starts off where like there's this guy who's a misogynistic like jerk, and he has three lovers that murder him in a hot tub, and that's like kind of cool. And that's the Jimmy Smith character. No, yeah. this other okay. guy. And then he comes back as Ellen, a female, like a really hot female. Mm -hmm. But he has the choice to either, he's like stuck in, he joined Purgatory. And then he has the choice of um, going to hell or coming back as a female. So he decides to come back and comes back as like a total babe. Mm -hmm. And then like all of like the funny transitions like occur where he's like touching his boobs and walking in heels and it's like silly. And you're like, okay. Um... But he's supposed to have a female fall in love with him. So then the best friend is Jimmy Schmitz, and he kind of like date rapes her. Oh boy. And then, like, and then she gets pregnant, and she's told that she has to have the baby or like, and die or have an abortion. So then she has the baby and dies. And then you just see like the credits roll with Jimmy uh, Schmitz like dropping off flowers on her grave with like this little girl, and it's like I love you, mommy. And I was just like, fuck you! Like I was so mad about this movie, so I spoiled it for everyone. Don't watch it. Was like I remember back in like when it came out, it was Uh sort of problematic even then. Like it was kind of got shit, and I think it might be a Blake Edwards movie. Oh, I don't know, but I really did hate it. <laughs> so that's my that's my rant. Um, and then I I watched Evolution, and it came out in two thousand one. Um, it's just silly with uh, David Duchovny. And, oh yeah, yeah. Ivan um, Reitman made terrible that. movie. Actually, I laughed a lot. Okay. It is so dumb and very silly, but I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it is ridiculous. You know, a guy gets like a bug up his butt and then also he goes up a bug's butt at some point too, separately events. Look, um, I've but watched, head and shoulders I've saves the, the day. Season three and going up the butt. <laughs> not I'm I've seen it now and I don't 
nothing's going to impress me anymore. Wow. So, yeah. Oh. Um, um, I'm looking up Switch, and yes, it is Blake Edwards, and wow. Yeah. I do remember when this happened, but yeah. Yeah, and it was it was sort of like the critics, I remember the critical reaction being like, oh my God, this is problematic. Yeah, well, it is on HBO Max, so. Yeah, that's where I watched it, because I will always watch any 90s comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, I will watch every single 90s comedy rom-com that you throw at me. I think they're all fantastic. Um, well, I am a I am a big Ellen Barkin fan, but I have never seen this one, and it mainly is because of like the stuff that I'd heard about. It was just like, well, Julie's description definitely doesn't make it did not make <laughs> me want to watch it. So, yeah, and I'm sorry I spoiled. No, it. I'm glad you did. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Mike, it's got Sometimes Jim J. Bullock a, in it. I'm looking at the cast is actually kind of incredible. Well, it's Blake Edwards. Yeah, it's a good cast. It's Joe Beth Williams, Lorraine Bracco, Tony Roberts. Right. It's Blake Edwards. Everybody's going to yeah. want to get in on that. Lizette <laughs> Anthony from Kroll. Yeah. So, uh, what else you got, Julie? Um, that's it. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah, everybody was sort of loaded for bear. Well, it has been a while. Um, and also, like, I had, a, I had a hungover Sunday one day, and I just sat and watched four movies back to back. So That's awesome. It was fucking great. The only thing that would have made it better? Pizza. But I didn't have pizza. Oh, pizza makes everything. Yeah, I had hot dogs. But, you know. Oh, hot dogs mm, are great too, though. Yeah, it's pretty good. Nothing bad yeah, there. It was Memorial Day Sunday because I did that. That's what I did on that day because I'd been drinking Saturday really a lot, and then had a <laughs> movie day on um, Sunday. So anyway, well, this was fun. I do. We we did want to throw like one little shout out that um you know our last episode where we talked about the Fred Ward movies. Um, we recorded that a, like a week or two before he passed, and we did not know that we were doing a, um, you know, a, a tribute to a person who had fallen that, that would come out before. Um, we, you know, we just figured we were doing a movie about an actor we liked. We didn't know it was going to be a thing that um, could even possibly be a tribute to the man. So, um, you know, we were not being uh, crass by not talking about it on the show. It just had not happened. So it was a weird coincidence, and that's why. For this, uh, these two movies, Julie picked two movies with people that were already dead so that we could not get <laughs> caught uh, by that again. And I think that's probably good moving forward for us to just only do movies that have stars that have passed away. Do you know how, what, like, <laughs> if we went through and did like a percentage study of how many of the movies we've done, of the movies we've done, how many of them feature people that are primarily dead Mm -hmm. (laughs) it would be remarkably high it would be really high because the movies are largely from a long time ago yes yeah so julie thanks for picking these two very uh very interesting and unknown movies to me thanks for talking about them with me well always good to get vincent price in anything with vincent (laughs) price i agree even brady bunch yeah because you know that's right he was in hawaii waiting on him in that cave that's right so, uh, Wasn't he a what? prospector on an episode of Brady Bunch? Mm, maybe uh, on maybe Gilligan's Island different. or something. Maybe he washed up on shore or something. Like Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> but he just didn't fart anybody across the ocean. Um, so uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We would really like to hear from you. It's been too long since you've uh, reached out to us and we're worried about you. So please send us notes to let us know you're doing okay. You can write to us at flickersfrom at gmail.com or flickersfrom at yahoo.com. You can contact us on Facebook, of course. 
and talk to us on Instagram, Slasher, Letterboxd, and uh, we're on YouTube. That's right. Um, and you can also find us over on Twitter, um, which still is not owned by Elon Musk yet, so um, you can still use it safely. Um, and over at Twitter, we are at Cave Walls. So this was fun, you guys. Um, but I hear something down in the freezer in the cellar. I'm worried that it might be a glowing meat pie, and I'm going to go uh, check that sucker out. Master, we are preparing for your arrival. For you are the prince of darkness. And we are your oh shit, my hand. Stupid bloody candles. Shut up! Stop it! Will you stop it? Will you stop it? There's always one. To the woods! To the woods!